All right, we are recording. It looks like it's uploading. All right, uh, three, two, one. Welcome to Apple at Work, the podcast all about how Apple intersects with the enterprise world. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host as always. Uh, this week on the show, we have first-time guest Bobby Shell from Voltage. Bobby, welcome to Apple at Work. Hey, Bradley. Thanks for having me. I think you are probably one of the more interesting people I follow on Twitter. Um, I think I found you a year or so ago. Um, you just you just talk about a lot of interesting things. Um, you know, it really seems like recently you've talked a lot about the benefits of being a, a small business owner, the benefits of, of cash flow. You know, from like you know, if, again, if you own, I think you kind of even made the comment recently talking about somebody you knew that maybe somebody else like talking about the like you know started a lawn care business picked up 20 lines and you kind of looked at like, oh, what does that bring in a year? It's like, oh, you know, and they cut the grass on the weekends. Like, and there are just so many benefits around that. Um, but one of the, one of the ways, especially the, the small business world has changed in, in the past 20 years is around payments. Um, you know, the idea of especially mobile payments uh, 20 years ago, I mean, it was, you know, a rarity for a, um, certainly a mobile business, but a small business take credit cards. The technology was just way more complicated. I mean, it's running over a phone line. And, and now um, you can send money, you know, essentially around the world, um, you know, using a smartphone. You can take credit cards via a smartphone. There's And there's some new payment standards emerging that it's the reason we want to talk to you about it. Um, so uh, as we kick off the show, do you want to just give a brief rundown of, of who you are and, and what you do? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My name is Bobby Shell, and my background for the last 20 years, I've been a small business owner and entrepreneur. And um, <clears throat> my whole life, I've like uh, done sales thanks to my father. He taught me that from a young age just because it was applicable to everything in life. And I'm very grateful for that. And went to school for marketing. When I graduated, I worked at a digital marketing agency that focused on SMB and e-commerce, so small businesses, and was there from around... Uh, uh, like four million in revenue to about a hundred million, so it was a a part of the massive growth and managed some large teams, had some great success, and then upon discovering uh, Bitcoin in two thousand seventeen, about three four years later, I decided to make the jump and work in the Bitcoin industry, but still um, am a business owner and uh, believe in small businesses like you were uh, sharing earlier. So I've been talking a lot about that online and. Yeah, but the company I work for now is called Voltage. It's a Lightning Network infrastructure company. So a lot of these new business models and way in which money function, they're happening on Bitcoin. So I'm sure we'll dig into that a little bit today. So I want to I want to think of like, let's say, again, we'll use like the um, um, I cut grass for a living gig analogy. I think that's very applicable. So let's say, for example, um, have 50 lawns. Maybe I cut half of myself. Have a have a friend that cuts, you know, half a higher out. Um, and, and right now, I let's say I invoice after I finish. Uh, maybe you know include like uh, you know a payment link where people can go online and pay with their credit cards. How does that money flow now? So like assuming I'm using just like insert generic payment provider that's using you know insert generic Visa MasterCard provider. Like how does that, how does that money flow? What does it cost? And like how long it, until customers get final settlement of that money? Yeah. So usually um, when paid by card, um, final settlement can take um, sometimes up to 90 days. And <clears throat> at my last agency, we would even experience chargebacks past the 90 day mark. Um, so um, and the fees alongside that can be anywhere from two and a half to three plus percent, depending. Um, and what's really 
I think interesting is at least in my experience, <clears throat> when it came to like visa chargebacks, we would only win maybe 70%, which is actually a really good number. American Express, we'd win 96%. So <laughs> as a consumer, you know, take that as you will and use the car that's going to best serve you. But as a business owner, you can understand the incentive on why you might accept one card or try to encourage users to use one card over the other. Yeah, I mean, and that two and a half to three percent may sound inconsequential, but like you know, imagine you're a again a small business owner and you're doing, you know, it's just it's easy round number, hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue, and you're giving up three percent just for the ability to take payments. Like you're losing three percent. Um, that's and- that's not an inconsequential amount of money. One of the uh, best use cases, I think, is like grocery stores. Their margin is 1% to 3%. So if you think if a grocery store could find another payment mechanism outside of cards, they would double their profit margin just by not having to use credit or debit. Well, and, 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 and like obviously there are costs to accepting physical cash. I remember when I worked at the mall uh, when I was in college. I think everybody should work retail at some point in their life. I worked at uh, EB Games back in the day. I think it's called it's GameStop now. They merged with them. Nice. Um, we, you know, we every day of the night you cut this cash and you'd have to take it to the bank. Like there was cost to managing this, and obviously there could be you know mistakes with people taking the cash, giving too much change back, et cetera. So like there was a cost of physical cash. But I think the challenge for a business owner, it's like three percent adds up over time again like you said especially if your margins are razor thin as it is certainly if you're a business you know if you're a, any sort of retailer like you may not have like you you know you're, you're essentially often a middleman between wholesalers and, and the end user or the customer and and again then one of the things that blows my mind again even past the three percent like let's let's like even say like okay that's worth it the the 90 days for final settlement is, is a challenge especially for a small business owner like you may not have months and months and months with a payroll on hand uh to be able to make pay you know money on hand to make payroll and so you got to think if you're taking a payment uh december 10th for a christmas purchase you may not have final settlement of that until into February, into March. That's a long time for final settlement. Final settlement means you would no longer have the ability to, to receive a chargeback. Like you would know that's your money. So again, that's you know one of the things people may that don't work with credit cards. They may not understand that. Like you know, yes, that money may hit your account in two days, but it can be pulled back out if if the uh, merchant receives or if the credit card company receives a chargeback request. Maybe and again, some of them could be real. Some can just be flat out fraudulent. And I'm sure there's. A large, you know, a, an inconsequential, per, you know, percent of, of fraud, you know, chargebacks every year. People are essentially looking to try and scan the system. But this creates a real challenge, particularly for a small business. I mean, again, if you're a small independent bookstore, um, you're, you, you know, have a small retail shop selling baby clothes, could be anything. Like these can, like, kind of make or break your year. And so that's where, and again, you know, even not, even not like looking at, like, say, Bitcoin, the asset here. Bitcoin, the network here, and specifically the Lightning Network, when I first discovered the benefits of Lightning, it was it was one of the especially someone that like understands the challenges of, of credit card processing and the kind of the velocity of money and the challenges of moving money around that again that you think about the idea that like someone would charge their card on a Friday and it doesn't even hit your bank account for two business days. Um, can you walk us through um 
exactly like what is lightning? So like how does lightning completely upend the the traditional Visa, MasterCard, American Express model? So if I'm a if I'm a, a landscaper and I want to just kind of swap to using Lightning as the payment infrastructure, what are the benefits there for me? This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Adigy. Adigy is a cloud-based IT management platform for managing macOS, iOS, iPadOS, and tvOS devices. As the only multi-tenant Apple device management and MDM solution, purpose-built for MSPs and IT teams, Adigy gives you the features and functionality to manage Apple devices to the same standard as your Windows devices across multiple clients and locations. Adigy is extremely flexible and a proactive MDM solution that adapts to your needs whether you manage 100 or 10,000 Apple devices. It includes real-time monitoring alerts for managing your Apple fleet all over the world through a single console. You get access to all of Adigy's features included in your base price. And Adigy's solution can help your team focus on your IT strategy rather than spending all of your time running and tweaking an MDM. Learn more about Adigy at adigy.com slash 9to5Mac. That's A-D-D-I-G-Y.com slash 9to5Mac. Thanks to Adigy for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. Yeah, so the Lightning Network is the second layer solution built on top of the Bitcoin blockchain and its purpose is and design is to enable just fast, low-cost transactions and rather than using on-chain transactions, it'll use off-chain channels to facilitate the payments and uh, it then when a channel is closed, it records it on the main chain. So you could send a near-infinite amount of payments back and forth. Um, now the incentive for a small business, um, while a lot of consumers don't use bitcoin the lightning network there are a lot of consumers who have the cash app so you could theoretically tell someone hey do you have the cash app and if they say yes you could say i'll show you how to pay me over bitcoin and you could give them potentially a discount um and that also you know obviously reduces the chance of a chargeback by taking payment over lightning but um the likeliness of a small business um you know integrating bitcoin and lightning and taking a large sum of payments is pretty uh, low but um yeah, you you definitely can do it today. And there's there's even invoicing tools um, out there called Zaprite, Z-A-P-R-I-T-E, that'll enable you to uh, integrate Bitcoin payments with other tools you have like Stripe and so on. Yeah, I actually bought a book last week and I used Zaprite for the first time and it was like pretty nice. It, it you know, had the option to pay Bitcoin, Lightning or credit card. So now, and again, like you said, the, the likelihood of a small business doing this today, you know, taking all of the, taking all of their payments on, on lightning is, you know, certainly, you know, probably pretty small, but I also think, you know, the idea of, um, taking, you know, credit card payments as a small business in 2001 was pretty small and it, it was the rarity. And so these things kind of, you know, certainly if you're looking at like where the technology is going, these things happen, you know, Gradually and then very, very suddenly. And again, like you mentioned, so if I offer again, Cash App's a great example because it's it's done a great job of integrating some of these new payment technologies. If I say, hey, pay me over the Cash App, you know, use Cash App, use Cash App Pay, and it works over Lightning, I'll give you a one percent discount. Like that's how you start to to do that pretty quickly. And again, you start then you start thinking, okay, I've got instant settle, I've got instant payments for almost no cost. I mean, the the, the cost of a lightning payment is almost you know it's it's so small you almost can't even count it. Um, and again, you start thinking about that grocery store. What does saving two and a half to three percent on top of the transaction fee? What does that do for their revenue over the course of a year? I think it does. I think it does a lot. Uh, it also limits that, limits that chargeback. And I think too, um, 
customers are sort of, you know, again, like if you let's say there's a, a lightning invoice QR code on, on a receipt or an email and a text message. I think customers are getting used to using that because even even some you know Visa Mastercard payments happen that way, um, and, and so I think this is when I look at like the future of payments. To me, even if you don't care about Bitcoin, the asset, Bitcoin, the network allows you to send money anywhere in the world, and you know basically instantly with final settlement, no middle company involved, for free almost. That sounds like the reinvention of email. Um, it, it, from a payment standpoint, like it's, it's, you know, it's mind blowing to me. Yeah. So, um, now I, um, so like, again, let's say if I'm a small business, I'm interested in this, what does, what does it take to even begin to take lightning payments? Like if I said, okay, I want to offer this to my customers, what would I even need from like a service standpoint to be able to do this? Yeah, there's providers out there, um, like Voltage, for instance. Uh, we could help you set up what's called BTC Pay Server <clears throat> in a Lightning node. And with a couple of uh, quick clicks, you can begin accepting Lightning payments. And there's other providers <clears throat> called Open Node that uh, will allow you to set that up as well. Um, so, you know, do your research on them and, you know, see what type of options are out there. One thing about Voltage a lot of people do enjoy is, um, and, one of the key tenets of uh, Bitcoin and Lightning is um, sovereignty and being able to like run your own node. So what I love about Voltage in our company is we give people a non-custodial solution, meaning they can spin up their own payments infrastructure, have their own private key, which is essentially the access to your vault, if you will, of money. You're not having to rely on anyone else like you would a, a bank or uh, a payments provider. And that's why a lot of people enjoy using Voltage. So like... <clears throat> point of sale software um, like there's people who don't use standard point of sale and they'll set up voltage payments on a iPad or if you want to take payments over your phone at the end of your you know small business job you can do that too yeah, I think that Voltage is a, is a really nice guy. I have one of your sweatshirts that I uh, I just actually pulled out recently because it was pulling out my winter clothes. And it was all, oh, that's interesting. I'm pulling this out and, and um, ahead of talking to you that it, it's like this nice model of like the – we, we, you bring the expertise to the customer to, to, to help them do it, but in a way where they still kind of own and control their infrastructure. Uh, and I think, again, like one of the solutions you mentioned was ZapRite. Like you're starting to see more connections from Lightning payments to what you would consider like your traditional financial rails. So, again, a Stripe. Um, I, I know Shopify was uh, you looking at inter- integration with the Strike app. Like you're starting to hear rumblings. And, again, people are like, oh, well, when's this going to happen? It's like – I remember, you know, I can visit, I can in my head remember my parents talking about like the internet in like 1995 and 1996 and like kind of making the comment about like using credit cards online. Well, that's not, you know, that's not secure. And, it, it, you know, and again, it, like these things happen gradually. Yeah. In 1998, that, that people still were not making so many payments on, on the internet. But oh, year over year over year over year, it continued to grow. And I think we're going to see the same thing with Lightning where it'll start to be, you know, 
one company, two companies, three companies, in much the same way that, you know, you know, things like tap to pay happened, where it felt like when Apple Pay came out, certainly here in the U.S., it was like nobody had that. But then slowly over time, it's now to the point, you know, I think Apple Pay maybe five, six years later, it's to the point where I'm almost shocked when places don't have tap to pay. And I think you'll see that with Lightning, where it's like, yeah, you know, maybe next year you only have one of the places you shop takes it and you're paying with, you know, either your own you know, custodial uh, 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 lightning wallet on your phone using Cash App Pay. But then, you know, turn, turn around and it's 2028, 2029, and everywhere is taking it. Instead of, you know, using tap to pay at the gas pump, you are uh, scanning a QR code. And all of a sudden, again, these companies are are transferring money around the Internet instantly. Final settlement, no cost. And all these businesses are able to give discounts to their customers, but also increase their margins at the same time. And it, it really goes back to what, you know, if you think of like what email did to your communications in terms of making it instant for essentially free, Lightning is going to do for the transfer of money. And I think a lot of businesses right now just assume, well, these this two two and a half to three percent transaction, you know, cost plus the you know, generally a lot of company a lot of uh, providers you'll have then a 30 cent transaction fee on top of that, regardless of the percent. Essentially, this goes away, and all of a sudden, we're going to sit here in 2030, and, and or maybe even you know, later than that, and you're going to be like talking about, hey, as retailers, we used to have to pay three percent of our of, of the charge to somebody to process the payments, and it's going to seem laughable, uh, but I, I think that's where we're going to get like this idea that moving because essentially, when you're doing a credit card transaction there's just bits moving around on a screen like no dollars are ever transferring physically between banks it's just it's just a, a fee essentially so i think it's gonna be pretty interesting um what um any any you know as we kind of wrap up the show here any final thoughts on future here like what's going to happen do you what do you think will be the tipping point before lightning really starts to accelerate among small businesses large businesses what what's what's next um i think tools will have to be there obviously um there's a company called Unchained Capital that helps uh, individuals and businesses do collaborative custody, meaning there's not just one person holding the keys. And um, whenever you have collaborative custody, that creates a better environment for uh, just managing risk and uh, managing the funds. Um, beyond that, I mean, I don't know if uh, necessarily <clears throat> Lightning will replace cross-border payments immediately. Uh because whenever payments are settled, they still have to go to a bank and you're still dealing with delays. So I think the adoption for Bitcoin and Lightning, and most specifically Lightning in my opinion, outside of just the store of value component that Bitcoin is so obviously good for, is um, AI payments. So AI agents can currently pay each other. There's a protocol called L402 and another protocol called Aperture that you can use to uh, empower AI agents to make payments autonomously to like do tasks for you on the web. So I think that's going to be very present uh, coming into the future with a lot of the issues that AI has. But secondarily, content creators online, you know, kids nowadays, every single kid, if you ask them what job they want to do, most of them are basically saying, you know, I want to be a YouTuber, I want to be a content creator. And kids are smart. Um, you know, if you look at TikTok and YouTube and a lot of these channels that allow you to monetize, you're getting maybe 30, 40% of the money with the Lightning Network. You're getting 99%. So you're able to make a ton more. <clears throat> and what's really interesting is if you have an audience that's listening to you, your audience wants to support you. You know, if Taylor Swift told everyone, hey, I'm using the Lightning Network for my music, I'd guarantee you 75% of her fans would download a Lightning wallet and donate money to her because they're obsessive over her. 
Same thing with any other influencer and content creator. People love supporting the content they enjoy. So I think the content creation world is going to be drastically impacted because there are a tremendous amount of tools currently available for content creators to use. Um, we can share some of those in the notes. I know we're probably getting at the end, but I'm happy to talk about that some more too. Yeah, the the value for value model, and I, I wrote about this, I guess I think maybe a year or two ago, um, the value for value model uh, among music and podcasting, I think it's going to be, might be a lot of people's first entrance into lightning payments. Um, this This whole model of, Nine ninety nine a month for all the music in the world is, is sort of not sustainable long term. Like it's nice as a it's nice as a listener to be able to pay for Apple Music for you know and, and get everything, but like that's not it's not really sustainable for artists. Uh, there's not there's just not enough money to go around. And uh, and when value for value first hit podcasting, and there's you know we'll have a link in the show notes to some of the some of the um, apps available. But like you can load say five dollars uh, worth of uh, Bitcoin into a Lightning wallet. And then set like, hey, as I listen to these shows that accept value for value payments, stream them, you know, five Satoshis a minute, 10 Satoshis and Satoshis, for those that don't know, it's, it's like uh, every every Bitcoin is, is made up of, you know, you know, a collection of Satoshis. It's essentially bits. And it's going to do the same thing for music. Can can you I know you're pretty involved in, in, in Wavelet, but like, how does that how does that work? And what are the benefits there to to a musician? Yeah, so <clears throat> whenever you publish a song on there. Um, rather than having to hit a hurdle of um, you know so many listens and so much money uh, made, people can just pay you directly, and it goes directly into your wallet. There's no hurdles that need to be met, and it's just directly. It's there's it's just a hundred times better. You know, you kill the middleman. That's that's what's happening in all aspects of technology and now money, where the middlemen are gone, the rent seekers are gone, the people that collect fees are gone, and you as the artist, you as the creator, you make a ton more. So. That's powerful, but even I think what's more important is um, when it comes to royalties, and we're seeing this in the Value for Value podcasting, um, one sec, there's something called uh, Lightning Prisms, and you can read about it on a guy named Gigi, his blog, but it basically makes it to where if someone wants to pay you, you could tell the uh, technology to say, hey, send me. 80%, 80%, send my guest 15%, and send our editor 5%. So you can, when you earn money, you can have it automatically funnel it to who is appropriate directly to their chosen wallet, and you don't have to deal with wait times. And same thing is going to happen across all facets. Imagine when you go to buy a home and you want to funnel X percent to your agent, X percent to your lawyer, whatever, X percent to so-and-so. This is going to come to every payment in the world eventually. It's just a matter of these legacy systems um, being replaced, and that's going to take a long time. But we're living it and breathing it right now on platforms like Wavelake. There's one I use called Vita, um, obviously Fountain and Podcasting 2.0, and um, even with Noster, um, the new text and uh, messaging protocol where we saw Twitter recreated. If you make great content and people want to support it with one click, they can send you value and you can earn and it goes directly to your wallet. So it's pretty fun. I think it's good over the next five years is going to get popular and content creators are naturally going to try to get their audience to take part and join them in the areas where they make the most money because that's going to empower them to you know deepen and improve their career as a content creator. 
Yeah, and I really see a world in the future where every web article is behind a lightning paywall and it's, hey, you want to, you want to read this article? It's one Satoshi. But you have Satoshi's loaded up in a, a lightning wallet inside your browser and you can just click yes and there's no there's no middleman. It's just every you know half a second, it takes half a second. There's no fees. It goes straight to the author. Um, again, so you can imagine how this transfers across video, TV, movies. I mean, gosh, you know, you can envision a world where like, you know, going to see a movie and like it's going, you know, getting certain amount to the director, certain amount to the actresses and actors. I mean, like the, the possibilities are endless and you just couldn't do this over pr- traditional payment rails. But this is all essentially money over IP. Uh, and, and I've actually all, I've had the nostril link in the, in the show notes for some time now. Like it's really not. I mean, it's pretty cool to think like instead of somebody just liking you, if you create a good post, instead of just giving it a heart, they're giving you five sats. And again, you start thinking about like, how does this, and again, there's no metal man uh, and it can be anywhere in the world. So if you live in a place that doesn't have access to banks, you don't have to worry about like, you know, having your bank account connected to Stripe. Like you can just have a lightning wallet on a $50 Android phone and that money goes straight to you. That you Again, if you live in a place that, you know, if you go to a, to- a coffee shop that accepts um, lightning, you can just pay them directly. And all this is happening. I mean, you could, you could think about it. You could be in the coffee shop creating content that you're getting paid over lightning. And then seconds later, take that money you've received and go buy lunch at a restaurant. Like, and you just could not do that with traditional payment rails. Like I, I'm... I, I'm really, really excited about this, and it's like I want to kind of bring the future forward, but obviously these things just take time. Again, I think it would be like someone talking about e-commerce and, and 1996, 1997. Like technology just comes at the speed it comes, but it's really cool to kind of know what's coming. Um, but but Bobby, thanks for coming on the show. We'll have a link to some of the things we talked about, uh, obviously to Voltage, uh, Zapprite, some some of those. And I'll actually have a, a link to a book I, I recently bought that used Zapprite. So like, if you want to see kind of the, how that payment infrastructure even looks, again, uh, really, really excited about it. Um, I think Voltage is, one, is really the leader here. Um, it, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Like, hey, it brings you the expertise, but you can also kind of spin up your own infrastructure as well. So you can maintain it and own it. Uh, but uh, we'll have links in the show notes. If you're listening, Listening on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, we always appreciate a rating review. If you're listening in Overcast, uh, be uh, you know obviously you know, please share it with a friend, and we will see you all next time.